Hey. Hey, buddy. How, howdy. Hey. How's it going? You know what? I was a little worried today because uh, when I first came to the laptop, I was trying to get into the internet and the stream and all that stuff. And it kept on buffering, buffering, buffering. I got, please, for the love of God, do not do this to me today. <laughs> <laughs> today of all days, it was fine yesterday. It'll be fine tomorrow, but it was screwed up today. Like always, always, always does happens. It. Always happens. But uh, here we are. First here episode are. of the new format. Yeah. And I will be honest. I remember today about, oh, crap, we need to change the intro. <laughs> yeah, no, not too much paranormal going on this time around. Not this, no. not today. <laughs> no, but it did have words in it like real life, true stories. It does. I don't think it's just the imagery, isn't it? And obviously that's what yeah. you and me are known for. So, yeah. So it's like, okay. Okay. So do I change it after watching it? I go, do I change it? Do I, do I go in there and add a couple of things? I mean, maybe, like maybe, maybe. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. That was, the, but I will let you know though, when I put it up on to the RSS feed and it goes out to all the podcasts wrote, everywhere I, I don't even know how many it goes to i think it goes to like 100 mm. so i will i i take out the intro and all that stuff anyways oh, fair enough so but of course they can't see anything they're only hearing the music so yeah uh, but uh when it goes up on all the other places people will see and you know the great thing is and the great thing is especially with this show and i've said this in the past to you the replays are what's really big and yeah definitely uh, we get to getting the replays is important. So, but we have a great guest today. And this is, is this really out of your realm? I mean, you've, you've seen me in person, Brian, you know how far out of my realm this is. <laughs> <laughs> this, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely going to probably be motivated after this show. I'll, I'll tell you that much for certain. Yeah. And you know, like, um, I like Darren, cause I asked Darren if he went to the gym today, I didn't go to the gym today. Um, but, uh, I will be there tomorrow, uh, <laughs> but I usually go to a gym gym, but lately what I've been doing is going to the condo gym. Oh yeah. So, but there's things in there that I really like that they don't have. Uh, so you have to be sometimes creative when you're going into the, going into the gym, but we're going to have, uh, we're, we'll ho hopefully have some people come in the room today. And if you have some questions, you want to ask any questions, go right ahead. And then we'll get them up for Darren. But uh, I, and it's funny because I've known Darren for and it really aged us. Uh, I've known him close to 40 years. I've known this like, guy. In perspective, I'm 31. So I, can, I weren't even born yet. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. That, that was nice. That was awesome. But uh, yeah, so uh, I don't know if you guys have seen this guy on TikTok, but I will let you know his links are down below for his Facebook and his TikTok. So if you want to go follow him on Facebook and TikTok, you can do that. Now, I will let you know he's got a huge, he's got a huge following on TikTok. And uh, one thing you're going to realize with Darren right away, and what I love, absolutely no filter. He gives you... He gives you the straight answer and he doesn't, he doesn't bullshit around. I know Lex was telling me there was one particular video that he likes. He's going to let Darren know which video that is. And uh, 
he thinks it's extremely funny and uh, it's right in lex's area that's for sure but uh darren robinson uh has been a trainer uh for i guess over 30 years or just around 30 years so this guy knows his shit so if you're looking if you're looking to go on the path of being healthy this is the guy that you want to be paying attention to because it's no bullshit it's it's straight to the point and and he will tell you like i don't know i'm i'm sure he won't i'm sure he'll tell you the truth but won't be mean about it but he will tell you the truth and I, and i respect that i really do respect that and i respect what he does i've gone to him several times and asked him questions um because obviously we don't know everything and uh sometimes i get a little bit overwhelmed i've asked him about food and stuff like that but we're going to get into all that stuff today so uh let's introduce him everyone this is darren robinson buddy Ta-da. <laughs> There you go. Well, you had such an <clears throat> intro that I was listening to all the fucking music and shit. And I'm like, holy crap, flashlights, ghosts. <laughs> I was yeah, like, I'll you just know, come in with a ta-da. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. I was messaging uh, when I messaged Darren uh, last week and asked him if he wanted to come on the show. I told him that we were changing the format because he knows I do paranormal. So uh, we want to do like actresses, fitness, all those type of goes. Well, that is a huge jump from what you're what you're used to doing so um very true but the first thing i wanted to say and i didn't say it in the groom is that we hate you because you live in mexico and it's it's warm all year round so tell us what mexico life is really like mexico life is awesome it actually was more awesome two years ago when i got 17 pesos for the canadian dollar instead of fucking 12 but uh so that part sucked but um the people are amazing. They're super nice, super friendly. Um, obviously, the weather. So I live just uh, in a small fishing village, uh, which gives you kind of this imagination of, you know, the boats everywhere and people are just walking around with their pants rolled up and shit. But it's still kind of a touristy area. So it's about 20 minutes outside of Cancun and between Cancun and Playa del Carmen. So, yeah, the weather. Um, I've been down here for two and a half years now. So I have not seen snow in all that time and uh, I've completely climatized to this now. So in Celsius, uh, typically it doesn't get below 20 at night. Okay. And during the daytime, it's always like, even in the the winter, it's our winter, just like you guys right now. And uh, during the day, it's like, 30 degrees, you know, in the summer, it can get up to 40 degrees and shit. And at nighttime in the summer, it'll be 30 degrees in the evening. But, uh, but it dropped down to 18 the other night. And I went outside and I nearly froze my balls off. You know, I was like, what the fuck is this? 18 bloody degrees. The next morning, everybody's up in the neighborhood. They're like, God, I had to close my windows. It was so cold last night. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so the warm weather is awesome. I'm literally a kilometer and a half from the ocean. So I can just go down to the beach on my bike in uh, a few minutes. Um, lots of all-inclusive resorts in this area too. So I could literally go and pay like 90 bucks and I can spend a whole day at an all-inclusive resort if I wanted a little getaway on a Wednesday or something like that and just drink my face off and eat whatever the fuck I want. Um, but uh, obviously you don't do that all the time. But um, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's great, man. Like... Uh, Main reason I came down here was uh, during the pandemic, 
there was like all the lockdowns and shit going on in Ontario. So my business was closed for like a total of 12 months, my wife's business and shit. Um, it kind of forced me to transition into training people online and um, which was a bit of a struggle Challenge. at first to figure out. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, so when I was building my online business, we had another lockdown come and it, we had no idea how long it was going to be. So we just got a one way ticket to Playa del Carmen or to Mexico. And everybody was so different down here. They weren't freaking out. You know, it's like, hey, man, we've got bigger shit to worry about than a fucking sniffle and stuff like that, you know. So uh, people weren't fighting within their families who's vaccinated, who's not and shit like that. So it was just a, a different mindset down here. I and mean, we went back home after four months because the lockdown lasted four months. Um, everybody was acting even crazier than at the beginning of the pandemic. And I'm like, holy yeah. shit, there's more information out there now and you're acting like you know less. And uh, so I was like... Adios, Canada. I'm fucking out of here. Let's sell our shit yeah. and let's load up the truck. And uh, well, we didn't load up the truck. We just grabbed some suitcases and our dogs and jumped on a fucking plane and away we went. So yeah, uh, yeah zero regrets though. It's awesome down here. Yeah. And uh, I tell you, I was actually considering it at uh, one point because me and Darren yeah. had spoken. And uh, uh, but uh, you're you're so right because when when COVID was going on, there seemed to be something different every single day. Um, a new information, false information, 99% of the time it was false. But, uh, you know, even still, people are still walking around with masks. And I just want to turn to them. I go, why? Exactly. Like, it's been well, scientifically proven that masks don't work. Well, the best especially thing about back it. then, too, like you could make a mask out of a pair of fucking panties and some freaking elastics, you know, it's <laughs> like the guy painting your house has a freaking more hardcore breathing apparatus on. But we are faced with the most deadly fucking virus in the history of the planet. And you can get some paper towel, roll it up and put some freaking string on it and you have a mask, you know? Yeah. Or yeah. even flying down to Mexico, like number one uh, was January 2021. There were like six people on the plane, like Toronto Pearson Airport was fucking empty. There was nobody there. Like the Tim Hortons mm. is closed. Everything's closed. Right. And uh, as we get on the plane, you got to have your mask on. Heaven forbid you didn't. You know, you'd have a cop there pulling you out and shit. But apparently mm. COVID takes a break when the food's being served, you know, so it's like <laughs> and. People, people that didn't see any holes in this nonsense, right? I'm like, okay, hold on a second. You know, but if I'm eating or drinking, it's okay to have it off. Um, meanwhile, fucking obesity is freaking rampant. And that's what you'd even see too. You'd see somebody in a grocery store with their fucking mask on, on their scooter, 400 fucking pounds, you know, and they're like, if you didn't have a mask, they're looking at you like you're not looking out for them. It's like, here's an idea. Eat a carrot, you fat fuck. You know, it's like the, the worst thing that can happen to you is the fact that you're grossly over fucking weight. You know, you're killing yourself from the inside out, you yeah. know, randomly shoving shit in your mouth that's designed in a fucking lab, not your grandma's kitchen. All these chemicals and shit, putting them right in the hole in your face and inside your body. Yet you're concerned about me wearing a fucking mask like crazy. Yeah, ass. yeah, yeah. So let's get right into this. Uh, and for people that obviously don't know you, how did you get into the fitness industry? What inspired you to? to become a fitness trainer as well? Well, as you know, in high school, I was far from athletic looking. 
Um, yes. <laughs> the classic skinny fat. I just look like a hideous chick with my long mullet and shit like that. Um, but uh, it was through, through the tail end of high school, like we, we'd all go into the weight room or whatever, you know, and Bruce and Paul had chests and like muscles yeah. like men. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, I did not. I had ribs and nipples and stuff. And uh, same so, with, same with me. Same with yes. me. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we weren't known for our physical prowess, but no. um, but uh, that's okay. You don't want to peak too early. You know, you need to kind of peak a little bit later. But yeah. Um, but yeah. So I've been working out for years, uh, trying to build muscle. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, then this thing called the internet came out, and I started getting in there and all these forums and message groups and all that kind of shit back in the day mm. and learning as much as I could. I ended up, uh, it was, my son was actually, uh, about to be born. And I said, you know what? I have to give this kid a dad that actually looks like a fucking man instead of uh, a boy. And uh, I was like, no, I'm, I'm adamant that I'm going to figure this shit out. So I researched as much as I could. I had some buddies that, um, had been working out for years. So I started going to the gym with them, started trying all kinds of crazy diets. I would keep notes on everything. So if I was uh, like uh, one of the crazy diets I tried was I knew the protein was important. Okay. I didn't know how much I should have or anything like that, but I'm like, I'm going to eat seven cans of tuna a day, nothing else, just seven cans of tuna. And I'm going to get all this protein, 210 grams, not really all that much and just mm. protein, no carbs, no fat. So unbeknownst to me, there's this process that goes on where your body converts protein into sugar in your body if you have no mm. carbs or fat that you're consuming with it. Yeah. So, and also there's four grams of, uh, or sorry, four calories per gram of protein. So I'm taking in a whopping 840 calories a day, okay? Kind of like a dementia 100-year-old woman who only weighs 70 pounds. I'm eating her diet. And uh, I'm not seeing any results and I don't understand why. So... I end up doing all kinds of weird things like this. Like I said, recording everything, uh, doing body comps on myself. How much body fat do I have? How much muscle do I have? Trying this method for a month or so, then trying to eat this way. And eventually I ended up becoming certified as a personal trainer. I um, won some money on the lotto. Uh, I had gotten five numbers and the bonus number, the 649. We're going back like the really? mid nineties. Yeah. And I won uh, $90,000. Wow. Okay. Good for yeah. you. I didn't, I did I not was, hear about that. Yeah. Well, you don't, you don't put that out there. Cause then all yeah. of a sudden losers you haven't seen since fucking high school come out of the woodwork. <laughs> and, uh, but, um, well, the funny thing was, I remember going to pick up the money downtown Toronto and it was, uh, it was a $10 million draw and this ancient couple won the $10 million. And I'm like, yeah. they've got maybe two, three good years left. It's like tra trade yeah. tickets. Come on, man. I'm like, yeah, something. Yeah. but anyways, so since I had that money, I found the most difficult course that I could take. It was an online course. And um, like the, the uh, textbook was like over a thousand pages. It was just so much information. So I got certified as a trainer, not to become a trainer, but to learn more about how to change my own body. So uh, the more I learned and when I had that education, now all my results started to make sense. I can see why this is happening. I can see why that's happening. Other pe And then my progress started really amping up. 
other people would see this and then they would start coming to me going, Hey, can you help me? Blah, blah, blah. Mm. Um, I had a corporate job at the time, but I ended up getting uh, walked from my corporate job. It got bought by another company, got a year severance pay. And I was like, what am I going to do? And I said, you know what? Maybe I'll get into this training thing. It's, it seems like it would be fun to just hang out in the gym all day and help people get in shape. And uh, that's what I did. So, um, so yeah, I was just like, fuck the corporate world. If I also too, like most guys that were in shape, we'd kind of look good for the summer and then the winter would come, the sweaters and coats come out. So you'd like eat like shit and get your belly and stuff like that. But I was like, I want something that's going to keep me in shape, keep me on my toes. And being a walking billboard, I figured was probably the best way. So, uh, so yeah, I got into this business and um, no regrets. Do you find, do you find at that particular time it was a really because nowadays like it's everywhere everywhere you you turn or somebody you know a video or you know a blog or you know a facebook page or whatever it may be do you find that when you got into it it was really the right time because people were still really learning and that's probably and i'm thinking that's why you have done so well yeah well i realized you so i when i first started i um got a job at Good Life. And it was a gym with about 10,000 members. And there was 20 other trainers working there, most of which actually weren't even in shape. You know, they just looked like average Joes or Janes or whatever. Yeah. And I was always like in tip top shape, like ripped all the time. And um, so people would kind of flock to me because they're like, okay, well, this guy definitely talks the talk and walks the walk and whatnot. And my clients were getting great results because I wasn't only training them. Again, from my own transformation, I realized your diet is as important, if not more important than what you're doing in the gym. And considering 90 odd percent, 98% of people are coming and their goal is to lose fat, obviously their diet's going to be crucial. I always tell people, it's like, you don't have to exercise to lose fat. You could be in a coma and lose fat. Okay. That's all the way that you eat. It's your calories and shit like that. So yeah. I was doing meal plans for my clients back then. Nobody else was. So my clients were having crazy results. They were plastered all over the gym. Um, and Good Life actually hated the fact that I was doing meal plans for my clients because they're like, we don't promote that stuff. And I'm like, well, I know you don't, but I'm your, and at that point too, I was the most successful trainer in their history. So I was like crushing all their sales goals and stuff like that, or all their sales records. Um, because again, I mean, you know, we had a massive gym and everybody wanted to train with me. So I was selling for other trainers and shit like that. Cause there's only so many hours in the day, but, um, I realized after about four years, uh, becoming fitness manager and stuff like that, uh, I had to open my own studios because I'm like, I need to create this whole lifestyle thing and not it's not about just coming to work out most of the people that go and see a trainer get nowhere because the trainers don't really even know what they're doing they make people exercise okay but with no goal in mind so for example there was one uh trainer that worked at good life and he was um an ex-olympic rower he was in his 30s great genetics he looked amazing he was an olympian obviously he's got mm. great genetics and those BOSU balls, you know, a thing that looks like a breast implant sits on the floor, right? Um, they had just come out. So he's got this dude standing on there with one fucking leg and he's doing a tricep extension with a dumbbell here and he's doing a bicep curl here, right? And he's all, all over the place. What the and hell? after the workout, I go up to the trainer. I'm like, like, what's your client's goal? Oh, my client's trying to, you know, lose some fat, build some muscle and stuff. I'm like, okay, so what's with that fucked up exercise you're doing with them and shit? And he's like... What do you mean? I go, why are you doing that with them? If his goal is to build muscle and burn fat, what's, th what's this doing? He's like, well, it's fun. 
It's something fun. I go, you didn't say his goal was to have fun. You said his goal was to look a specific way. I go, I've never seen you do that exercise. I go, you do a bodybuilding style workout. Why are you having him do the opposite of what you do when your goal is the same? And he just kind of looked at me confused. And I'm like, this is what the personal training industry is. They just get you to exercise with no thought into what is that exercise doing for you? Where I would explain to people, there's sports specific training. A marathon runner is going to train different than a sprinter and they're going to train different than a hockey player and whatnot. And there's goal specific training. So if you have a specific goal to look a certain way, I shouldn't have you do something that people, for example, a bodybuilder, a fitness model, whatever, their goal is to have as little body fat as possible and to maintain as much muscle mass as possible. That's basically everybody's goal when they're going to the gym, they're trying to get in shape, they want to drop body fat, they want to uh, build muscle. So why don't we kind of do more what the people that do that for a living do and less of shit that they wouldn't do that. You're not going to see a bodybuilder doing burpees. You're not going to see them doing sprints and shit like that and running on the treadmill for hours and on the ellipse. They don't do that stuff because it's not going to help them get to their goal any faster. So if there's not a return on the investment, it's not worth doing. So everything I would do with my clients is you're only going to have to work out as much as you need to. You're going to eat the way you're supposed to eat and stuff. And magic shit is going to happen. We're not going to waste any time doing something that's not going to move you to your goal any quicker. So it, uh, it set me aside from the crowd because, again, the majority of trainers then, uh, before social media, were exercise buddies. They had, there was an appointment for you to show up to. And um, then when the whole social media thing came out, well, fuck, everybody's an expert on social media now. And you've got a 20-year-old guy who's blessed with great genetics, who's like, I help men over 40 get in shape and da-da-da. It's like, dude, you're not even going to be 40 for 20 years. What the fuck do you know about being 40? You know, it's Mm -hmm. like, I'm not going to advertise to make a single mom's life easier I'm not a single mom. I have zero experience in there, you know, but I have experience being over 40 and uh, being in shape and stuff yeah. like that. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a gong show out there. Our, my yeah. industry is terrible. Yeah. I'll be honest. Like uh, I work out, uh, I work out, I have a membership at LA fitness. Yeah. Okay. So, and I watch the trainers all the time and I don't, I can't tell you how many times I've seen a trainer training someone and they're on their fucking phones. Mm. Yeah. All the time. And yeah. I want to go over to them and say, listen, are you training this person or are you trying to text your friend or looking on social media? It pisses me off and I'm not even training with them. Yeah, no, it's terrible. And the thing is, people accept that. And I yeah. don't understand it. When when I had uh, when I was fitness manager at Good Life, let alone my own studios, which is a whole other story. But when I was fitness manager at Good Life, any of the, the uh, trainers working there, I said, um, I don't want to see you sitting down. When you're with your client, I don't want to see you sitting on a bench. I don't want to see you sitting on a ball. I don't want to see you with a coffee in your hand. I go, if you have a bottle of water or something, I said, maybe that's okay. I said, I don't want to see you by the reception eating fucking pizza. I go, you're going to be a mentor to that person. And I said, as a matter of fact, I don't even want to see you with, oh, Jesus, with your clipboard and your pen when your client's working out and you're recording reps. I want to see you in contact with that client spotting them in case something happens you standing 10 feet from your client holding a freaking clipboard is not going to help them in any way shape or form if something goes wrong 
So I didn't care if someone's even using a machine, they're doing a seated chest press machine. My hand is gonna be on that moving apparatus just in case they're mm -hmm. getting to the top and they can't go up, I'm gonna push that extra little bit, you know, so they get a nice uh, uh, contraction in proper form and then lower it under control. So seeing a trainer with uh, a phone in his hand, to me, it's just as bad as seeing a trainer with anything in his hand that's not a part of his client's body or the equipment mm -hmm. that they're using. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it really, honestly, it really bothers me. But anyways, Lex. No, I was going to say the same thing. I think I, I mean, Brian knows what I look like in person. I don't, don't go to the gym. I'm not a very healthy person. I mean, I consume too much soda for my own good. Um, but one of my, when I was, when I did, I used to go to the gym when I was a little bit younger, but uh, the thing that I did, I loved going with my friends. Because uh, obviously I felt a bit more comfortable being with them doing it rather than going mm -hmm. by myself. Uh, do you? I was going to say to you. Do you have any advice for anyone that thinks that gyms are intimidating um, if they don't have a collective to go there with to start with? Yeah. So here's the funny thing. Um, if you ask most people, like, what's the intimidating part of the gym? They're like, oh, well, the big guys, you know, throwing weight, and I don't want them judging me. And I'll tell them, like, well, the big guys don't even see you. I go, you're fucking invisible. I go, you think the big bodybuilder dudes are like, hey, check out that skinny dude that just walked in. Or, hey, look at that fat guy over there. They don't care. What they're looking at is another big guy that comes in and they're like, guy should work his calves more. Or look at this guy. He's walking around like he's a fucking 300 pound bodybuilder. What is he, 210? Like they're very catty and super insecure themselves. Okay. Like you could oh, wow. literally see a guy who, uh, is in great shape and you could say are you going to do anything about the little love handles there and that's going to stay with them for the remainder of the month you know he's going to be fucking guy man he called me on the love handles whatever they've got so many hang-ups when it and body dysmorphia and stuff like that but at the end of the day i tell people like with my clients my online clients they're going to go into the gym they've got my app to work out and shit like that and i go here's the thing you could be confident going in there because anybody that does know anything is going to watch you do a program that actually makes sense. You're going to uh, have proper form. You're going to be working at the right intensity. And all they're going to do is go, wow, look at this person. Good for them. You know, and uh, no one is no one gives a shit about the out of shape people. And newsflash too, 98% of people in a gym are not in great shape. You know, they're average Joes. The majority yeah. of them are there sweating their ass off for an hour that day. And then they leave and they go to the fucking Tim Hortons and grab themselves a double double and uh, a muffin or something and just negate every single thing they just did in the gym anyways. And then they'll go back tomorrow and repeat the process. But, um, but yeah, you just go in and do your thing. Like who cares? Who cares? You know, yeah. nobody. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know what? Uh, the biggest thing I always hear from uh, Jim, uh, members is you got to leave your ego at the door yeah, and, exactly. uh, and that's it. Now there is a term out there and I really wanted to bring this up because obviously you are the person to talk about this too. Uh, there is a word out there or two words out there that you hear a lot. And a lot of people might not know what it means. Cal uh, caloric or calorie deficit. Mm -hmm. What mm. is that okay so it's so funny that you say that because uh anytime i do a post and i mention caloric deficit uh people will comment they're like what is a caloric deficit and i'm like are you freaking kidding me what's a financial deficit what's any kind of deficit you know it's not having enough you know so a caloric deficit is basically um eating less calories than your body requires to maintain its present weight 
Okay. So the first thing that you have to establish is your maintenance calories, which most people have no idea what their maintenance caloric level is. Like most people have no idea how many calories they're consuming in a day. Anyways, like someone would even tell me I'm in a caloric deficit. I'm like, Oh, how many calories are you consuming? Well, I don't track them. I go, Oh, Okay. Uh, that's like, so you're not me, in a yeah, exactly. it's like, that. Yeah, yeah, tell me how much money you have in the bank account that you've never looked at a day in your life. <laughs> you know, like that's what that is. Asinine shit. Yeah, yeah. So, so let's just say your maintenance calories to stay as you are um, with the same activity level and stuff. And when I'm even determining maintenance calories, I'm looking at uh, somebody's weight, their height, their body composition, what percentage of their body is fat, what percentage is lean mass, because you can have two dudes that are 200 pounds, one's 40% body fat, the other is 10% body fat. They both have completely different caloric levels that they need to be on, right? So because of, again, their, uh, the distribution of body fat and whatnot, we're not feeding fat, we're just feeding muscle. And uh, so I'll determine what their uh, maintenance calories are. And then depending on how big or small, how much weight they have to lose, I'll determine what their caloric deficit is going to be. So again, if there are 3000 calories a day to maintain themselves and it's a fairly lean person trying to get super lean, I might just put them in a caloric deficit of 500 calories. If they're a really big person, it could be 2000, 3000, 4000. It depends. I've had people, their maintenance calories were 10,000 a day, 500 pound people. And I chopped that in half. I'm like, wow. I'm going to give you a 5,000 calorie a day deficit, but you're still eating 5,000 calories a day. And here's an obese person going, I get to eat 5,000 calories a day. I'm like, yeah, dude, you're going to drop weight like crazy because it's half of what you're eating now. So, um, so yeah, caloric deficit is just basically eating less calories than your body requires to maintain itself. Wow. There you go. Simple, simple, but you know, people make it complicated. People well, make they it do. real and, complicated. And we're renaming shit all the time. Like people now will be like, I'm doing a, a recomp. I'm doing a body recomp. What do you think of a body recompositioning? It's like, you mean losing weight um, or building muscle? Like, you know, what do you think about intermittent fasting? Oh, not having breakfast? Fucking, that's been the typical North American diet for freaking forever. Someone yeah. skips breakfast or they have a freaking coffee and then they eat a shitty lunch and then they had to have a shitty dinner. And now we call that intermittent fasting. Um, yeah. but uh, it's like, you're not fasting, you're eating. Okay. Just because yeah. you didn't eat for 12 hours doesn't mean you're fasting. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's like, again, we're taking very simple things and trying to make them complex. I don't know if it's for likes and clicks and views or what the fuck it is, but, uh, it annoys the hell out of me. It's so stupid. Yeah. Well, I was going to, I'm glad you said that a little bit there with, um, did they do it for the like, likes and clicks and views? Because as I'm assuming you get the same issue in your field like we do in ours, where people are doing stuff deliberately just to get noticed and stuff like that nowadays. Do you find social media has been negative on your industry more so than positive? Or do you think there's a balance or and what's your opinion on that? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, probably a mix of both in some ways. I mean, it it brings more awareness to things, but uh Again, there's just, it's such a platform for misinformation, mm. right? It's like uh, so much stupid, stupid shit. And again, like, I'm surprised we're, we're not like, uh, you know, walking around all hunched over because all people do is like work abs and shit. It's like, I don't even, I don't work abs. I don't get my clients to work abs. It's the least freaking important thing to be focused on and shit like that. But it's always, you know, 
uh, abs on TV and abs here, ab abdominizer, blah, 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 all this bullshit. And now the latest thing is always seeing this new fat burning workout. You know, here's how you're going to blast that fat. It's like newsflash. There's no fat burning workouts. Workouts don't burn fat. You're burning glucose. Okay. Fat loss happens while at rest, not while working out in the gym or exercising. Mm. And it's like, oh, here's uh, to, to shed belly fat. You can't pick and choose where that fat is going to come from. If you lose five pounds of fat, it could come off your earlobes, your big toe. It could come off wherever the fuck it wants. But you can't say, oh, I'm going to do all these crunches and burn all this fat here. Doesn't happen. So there's all that kind of bullshit. Um, it used to be you'd, you'd read conflicting stuff in fitness magazines. You know, one page mm -hmm. says one thing, the other page says something else. Now it's just social media shit. And it's usually some young hot chick or some young hot guy with this message and billions of followers and stuff like that. And it's like neither one of them together, no fuck all, you know? So, uh, so yeah, it, in many ways it's made things a little bit harder, I guess. Cause again, you're just battling misinformation all the time. Yeah. Now with Nicole here, she's saying she tries to watch her portions and the intake and balance on her diet. Um, and I guess this is referring or following up from the last thing. Does it vary when you get older? Should we do more exercise? Right. So here's the thing. Um, the funny thing is we should exercise. Well, when I say, when I think of exercise is always lifting weights. Okay. I don't get yeah. my clients, the clients to do cardio. I look at it as a waste of time. Uh, you know, why walk on a treadmill and burn 300 calories and then you eat a slice of bread and you've just got your 300 calories back or whatever. You could do things that are going to have a bigger return on your investment in time, such as meal prepping, making sure you've got good food options at home and stuff like that. Educating yourself. If you're going to go and do an hour of cardio every day, instead of doing that, imagine what you'd learn in seven weeks of reading about your food and shit like that. It'd just be much better to, uh, time spent. So, um, Shit, I just lost my train of thought. What was the, oh yeah, she said about the, as we age. Yeah, so as we yeah. age, I actually get people to work out less because once we hit like 40 years old in and around there, our bodies need more time to recover. Okay, so that guy who would go to the gym five days a week, uh, five in a row, um, he's beyond the point of diminishing returns and stuff like that. If he's working out at the proper intensity, which is key and most people don't, okay? Again, you go to a gym, you watch most people, they're doing shoulder press like eight, nine, 10, they put the weight down, they're on their phone, whatever. That set did absolutely nothing. We have the law of adaptation. You have to give your body something to adapt to. So as soon as you pick a weight up, if you're aiming for 10, by the time you get to six, you should be thinking, I don't know if I'm going to get fucking eight. You know, like it should be that difficult. And if you're not going, get the fuck up there, you piece of shit. Boom. If you're not finishing a set like that, you don't have to swear. But um, at least using that kind of intensity, <laughs> you're going to get nowhere. You're going to get nowhere. Yeah. And if you are working out with that type of intensity, it takes your muscles time to recover. So if you're going back to the gym a day later and doing the same shit over again, you're just constantly breaking your muscle down. You're not giving it that chance to recover. So my clients over 40 go to the gym three times a week, 45 minutes in and out. That's it. They don't do anything else. They don't have to do cardio. I don't give a shit if they go home and just lie on the couch the rest of the day. They're going to eat a specific way. They're going to lift with that type of intensity and they're going to get the body they want. Yeah. Wow. It's, uh, it's, uh, it, it, it is amazing when I, I go into the gym and I'm watching all these people and they're doing the, they're doing what you said they just are doing is a 
nine, ten. Mm-hmm. Then they throw the weights down. And this is what I did. This pisses me off too when people throw down like twenty pound weights. Oh god, you know. And it's like, and the first thing they're doing, they're getting on their phone and you know doing whatever they're doing on their phone. It's just, it's, 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 it's ridiculous. Yeah, I've one- um, like in my studios, nobody threw weights around because number one, I'm like, okay, if you can pick it up, you can put it down properly too. Mm. And uh, and my dumbbells were fucking expensive as well. So bitch, don't be breaking that shit. But when yeah. you're in a big gym and I remember being at Good Life and it usually be the teenagers too, right? Like they're all dipshits in there. You know, you got four, a group, group of four guys that are doing stupid shit. They're putting 800 pounds on a barbell and there's two guys on each side of it and some emaciated skinny anno guy underneath the thing. I'm like, all right, kids, you're going to kill somebody. Okay. Like, let's not do this, but you're right. Someone will have a set of dumbbells that are nothing and boom, throw them on the floor. They're rolling halfway across the gym. They could trip somebody, whatever. And uh, like, I don't even like seeing big guys. I've been to gyms where they have 200 pound dumbbells and the guys are dropping them on the ground and stuff. And it's like, okay, if you're in harm's way and you don't have an ounce of strength left and you need to drop that weight, I get it. You know, just make sure there's no one else around, but you should be using a weight that's manageable enough that you can bring it down under control. Um, I never drop dumbbells anyway. Yeah, nor do I. I, No, it's so ridiculous. So let me ask you this. For, for, the new people watching and people watching the replay. So if somebody want, if somebody is starting their fitness journey, what advice would you give them? Because let's be honest, like I said earlier, the social media, watching all these different people saying all these different things, and it can get very, very overwhelming. So what would be your advice on uh, somebody starting on their fitness journey? All right. Um, so basically hit the link in my bio, fill up my client application. And, uh, so that would be step number one, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like, I I'll tell you one thing though, all jokes aside. Um, most people have no clue. They don't know anything about working out. They don't know anything about nutrition. They literally know nothing about it. Okay. People would be like, where do I get protein from? They don't even know, you know, they, they know nothing. And most people you would see it New Year's Eve, they walk into the, or New Year's Day, they walk into the gym, they're looking at labels on machines and shit like that. They, they don't know how to use it. Like, oh, hey, look, there's a treadmill. I, I know walking. I've been walking since I was one. So they'll get on the yeah. treadmill and two weeks later, you don't see them again. So I would say invest in yourself. Okay. Invest in yourself. Hire a professional to help you so that you understand this shit. That my check engine light comes on in my car. You think I'm freaking popping the hood? Fuck no. I don't know what the hell to do in there. Can't even see the damn engine. It's just covered in all these shields and stuff anyways. I'm going to take it to the dealership and someone's going to hook something up to it and do whatever they do because I have no understanding of it. But people think they're going to change their body just by guessing. They, they, again, they, they know nothing, right? So they're setting themselves up for failure. So number one would be if you're not going to invest in somebody to help you. And again, it is a minefield out there because most of these trainers, as we kind of touched on, don't know what the fuck they're doing anyways. But um, educate yourself. You know, uh, even something as cheesy as look up the Encyclopedia of Bodybuilding by Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's at least going to teach you something about working out, you know. Pick, learn some things about nutrition. I mean, we have the internet. We've got so much information right here. You know, pull that shit up. Uh, you're going to have to sift through and some stuff is going to freaking make no sense to me, but, you know, it might to them. But um, 
but you, you've got to educate yourself. Don't just go into the gym with no plan, no idea what the hell you're supposed to do. And that's when it becomes very intimidating too, because it's mm -hmm. not just that there's these other people in here that are far more advanced than you. You feel stupid. You feel out of place because you're like, I, I don't know what I'm doing in here. And so again, educate yourself. I mean, I even have a $99 PDF um, where I wrote a book for my clients that's like about 300 pages and I condensed it down to 14 and it teaches them everything they need to know about how to lift weights and how to create a program, everything they need to know about their nutrition and how to create a meal plan specifically designed for them based on their caloric levels requirements and all this stuff. And, um, and if I had that information back when I first started, it would have been a goldmine for me because it would have saved me years of trial and error doing everything fucking ass backwards and stuff like that. And this is why most people give up because they're not seeing any results, right? Because again, they don't know what they're doing. So number one is learn some shit before you get in there, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, that way you're going to not injure yourself. And the time that you do spend in the gym is going to be more productive, but you're going to be spending more time in your kitchen making sure that uh, your nutrition is on point if weight loss is your main goal. Um, because yeah. without your nutrition being on point, nothing's going to happen. Like I always yeah. say, you can't exercise a shitty fucking diet. There you no. go. Wow. Lex, Lex, you want to talk about, uh, I know we've been holding off on it. You want to talk about that video that's one of your favorites of Darren's? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's great <laughs> is that you you just, you said something a minute ago that's exactly the same as the video. It made me laugh. Uh, but I, had, I, I was... I'll, I'll start off on the point that it, that brings it into it. Basically, it's like okay. after I've watched um, a, a lot of your TikToks today. I was going through them, and uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to say I, I felt inspired watching these things. I'm not going to lie. Um, and I was going to say like the way you talk on these, um, the, the way you talk in general is is very good. Like, uh, like I said, the, the way you pr uh, talk about these points in the videos, they do kind of hit you a little bit. You kind of feel like. Yeah, I probably should do this or whatever. So you've got a motivational voice. But what I would like to ask you is, do you enjoy responding to those comments where you have to, <laughs> where you insult them a little bit? There's one that made me <laughs> laugh. The one I really enjoyed was the guy who said, working out is a waste of time. Right? Oh, yeah. And you you read the comment and you're like, I can't remember the point you made exactly about saying, like, don't waste your time not looking after yourself or something like that. I think it's the point of the video. But you, it's the way you call him a dipshit, like, just cracks me up every single time I've watched it. Yeah, um, I think I've, I think I've had it on fifteen times today. Just that one, that one video, just because it made me laugh. But that's a lot of dipshit. Um, <laughs> it is. Uh, but do you enjoy responding to those kind of comments as so, well? Well, here's the funny thing with that. So. Okay, so my TikTok, I've got about 700,000 followers. Now, mm -hmm. like half a million followers I got in the first, I think like four months on TikTok. And my account was getting 150,000 profile visits a day, 150,000 a day. Mm. Um, then overnight, it dropped to like a couple hundred, right? And my engagement dropped and stuff like that. So for whatever reason, I don't know if uh, TikTok was like, man, this guy's information is too like legit. We need more bouncing titties and floppy cocks and stupid shit on TikTok uh, <laughs> that bring nothing of value to your life whatsoever instead of this yeah. guy's message. Um, yeah. so, uh, so back then when my TikTok was like crazy and all my videos were like millions of views and shit like that and 10,000 comments, there was a lot of people talking shit. 
Okay. Mm. So in the comments, there'd be a lot of shit, whether it was just like uh, something like that guy's comment, you know, why work out? We're all going to die anyways, kind of thing. Um, but then a lot of personal attacks, you know, fuck you boomer. And I'm like, I'm fucking Gen X, you bastard. So I'm not a boomer. Okay. <laughs> Get your dates right. But, um, you know, all this kind of shit, uh, you know, you've got dots on your skin. I'm like, yeah, they're freckles. Like, what is this? It's like fucking high school again. You know, I'm getting made fun yeah. of for shit. Yeah. Um, so some of those people I would reply to, and I can, I can throw a good burn out there. Okay. Mm. So I check out the person's profile and shit. And I'd be like, Oh fuck, look at this guy talking shit to me. And I would start ripping into him. Well, the sad thing is uh, you start getting reported a lot for bullying and harassing people. So wow. literally I had some piece of shit dude um, on one of my posts comments, fuck you, old man, you're going to be dead soon. And your wife's a whore. And I'm like, listen, I know oh. my wife's a whore, but that's irrelevant. That's no, not true. Um, <laughs> she definitely is. She's, she's not. I hope that she's not there. <laughs> no, no. She's probably looking at TikTok at floppy tits and cocks. I don't know. But anyways, so um, he says this. So I, I look at his profile. This guy's 400 pounds if he's an ounce. And all his videos are taken from bed or the couch, right? It's the cat playing with something or fucking the cat yeah. taking a shit in its litter box in his house is disgusting. And uh, I'm like, I'm gonna die soon. I go, dude, look <laughs> at the fucking state of you. I go, you're freaking morbidly obese, you're freaking bedridden or couch ridden and you, your skin, your face, everything just looks like the vision of death. And uh, all of a sudden, I get a notification from TikTok saying your comment's been removed for bullying and harassing. I'm like, what? I see the comment. I then reply back to this guy again. I'm like, did you just report me for bullying and harassing? He's like, yes, I did. All proud of himself. And I can't even retaliate because I'm just going to get another freaking violation. I had my account banned for a few months and shit like that because of these things. Oh, and wow. I'm like, hold on. When I was a kid, bullying was you're just there doing nothing. And some asshole comes up and starts talking shit to you or slaps you around. Here I am, I post something and some asshole comes over, calls me an old man who's going to be dead soon and my wife's a whore. That's a bully. You know, the person mm. replying and standing up for themselves, they're not a bully, but TikTok doesn't care about that shit, right? So I would have tons more videos like the one you're talking about if I knew I wouldn't have my count freaking deleted uh. um, because I love that shit. It's like, bring it on, bitches. Come on, let's go. I'll fucking fight you tooth and nail with, uh, with the burns and shit Because like you can that. back it up. You can back it up. Well, you can back too. it up, and that's why. And these people out there like these trolls that are saying all this crap mm -hmm. and are unable to back it up you like obviously standing there you can back it up and what what you're what you've done with your life you know and these the the fitness journey and all these things but one thing i wanted to ask you and i see it all the time and it it bothers me it really really bothers me all these pre-workout drinks mm. supplements powders uh, whatever. Um, it's because I know I've done a lot of research on supplements and powders and all that stuff. Generally, generally the research that I've done, um, generally those things like supplements and powders, your body can only consume up to nine to 12% of those things, but food, your body consumes up to 90%. Mm -hmm. 
what would you rather take? But there's so many different powders and pre-workouts and supplements. It's like, what do people do? What do people do? Yeah, it's um, it's great marketing for all that shit. Um, yeah. So I actually have uh, a good friend that owns a supplement company, a successful supplement company. And, uh, and I used to be engaged to a girl that owned uh, a health food store going way back. And I remember her sales guys would come in from time to time. And uh, if I was there, I would talk to them about the new latest, greatest product or whatever. Mm -hmm. So there was a product uh, called, well, was, is uh, conjugated linoleic acid, CLA. And it's supposed yeah. to help with fat burning and shit like this, right? Now, the research on it says an effective dose for a male is eight grams a day. Effective dose for a female is six, which even that's stupid because it should be based on your actual size. So it should be so many milligrams per kilo of lean, whatever. But anyways, eight for a man, uh, six for a woman. But you look at the container. The container has six, 60 pills in it, and each one is 1,000 milligrams. So it says not male or female, just serving size. Take two pills a day. So that's two grams a day that you're going to take of this. So I brought that up to the, um, the sales guy and I go, so tell me like, uh, actually he wasn't even a sales guy. He was the owner of the specific company. And I go, why do you recommend they take two grams a day when the effective dose for a male is eight and for a woman it's six. And he says, cost, I go, cost, how does that affect your cost? He goes, no, 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 not my cost. He goes, I sell that for $30 a bottle. And he goes, so someone's going to look at that and go, okay, two a day, 60, I get a month out of this, it's $30 a month. If I put down, they need to take eight a day. They're going to go, fuck, this is only going to last me like six days or whatever. I ain't paid $30 mm -hmm. for six days. He goes, it's not up to me to educate the public on what an effective dose is. We're just saying that's a suggested serving Jesus, size. what a scam. Yeah, he's like, I would rather sell that uh, person a bottle every month for the rest of their life and it does absolutely fucking nothing, then they never buy it at all. So that's just one example. Now, when we get into, um, there's a lot of uh, supplements where there's, there's creatine, there's arginine, there's this, there's that, there's all these different things in there, uh, nitric oxide boosters and blah, blah, blah. And They'll put a lot of the cheap ingredient in there and very little of the expensive ingredient in there, if it's even in there. And you'd look at the doses. It's like, well, that's not even effective. That's double the dose I need of creatine and a tenth of the dose I need of this other thing. So like that doesn't even make sense that you put it like that. And when we get into pre-workouts and stuff, now my son is 30 years old and he's into all that fucking shit, right? I, I don't take any freaking supplements. I don't take pre-workout. Um, but he'll be like, oh, I can't work out today, dad. I'm like, why? I got no pre-workout. I'm out of pre-workout. <laughs> I'm like, fucking Arnold didn't have pre-workout. You know, freaking <laughs> the Greek fucking guys that they made statues out of that were jacked as fuck back thousands of years ago. I go, they didn't have pre-workout. I go, your food is your pre-workout. You have your pre-workout meal a couple hours before you go to the gym and that's going to give you energy to work out. You don't need caffeine and fucking all these chemicals and stimulants and shit like that to go and work out. I mean, half the shit you even drink, they've done whatever they can to make the flavor nicer, but it's still, you're like, I know I'm drinking chemicals right now. It's just freaking garbage. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, shy of a protein powder, like, and I'll use that post-workout because it's absorbed very uh, quickly. But, um, but yeah, just eat good, natural, whole foods. Like, that's what I'm always telling people, too. Like, when you're talking about absorption rates and stuff, um, a lot of the processed shit we eat today, our bodies can't even process this stuff. Mm. I mean, it's processed, and we can't process it. Uh, again, it's not 
It's not designed in a kitchen. It's designed in a lab to appeal to certain uh, nerve centers in your brain and taste buds and freaking to uh, be as stable as possible for as long as possible and to be as inexpensive as possible for these companies to make. It's not about nutritional value and stuff for you. So like I always tell people, it's like, only eat shit, and I don't always practice what I preach. I eat fucking shit too. But it's like only eat foods that your great, great, great grandparents would recognize as a food source. So they're not going to know what a fucking Tyrannosaurus Rex chicken nugget is. They've never seen one before. They wouldn't even <laughs> think of eating it. You know, a Cheerio, like it. They yeah. wouldn't know. What the fuck is this? Um, but if it's stuff that was plucked out of the ground or freaking pulled out of a freaking body of water or freaking pulled from the sky, whatever. Great. But all this garbage that we're eating all the time and then looking at supplements to supplement the fact that we're not getting the nutrition we need because we're just eating this shit food. Um, it's, it's craziness, but, uh, but it's a massive industry, massive industry. And People often when they're telling me, because with consultations, I would get people, they have a list of supplements, like hundreds of dollars, a thousand dollars a month, sometimes even more. And I'm like, your diet is shit. Your training makes absolutely no sense. And you're dropping a G note a month on freaking supplements. It's like, you're throwing your money away. Like mm. we can have a second job that supplements your income. It doesn't replace your income. It supplements it, right? So mm. it's like, don't be relying on supplements. Rely on your diet. That is by far, you know, 99.9% .9 of any results you're going to get are based on the foods that you stick in that hole in your face and not something that comes out of a jar, you know? It's crazy. <laughs> oh, that's... Uh, yeah, it's the, line, the, li the line delivery kills me. It's so <laughs> good. So you know good. what? Nothing's really changed because he was the exact way in high school too. I know he didn't have the balls back then, and within our group, it was fine, you know. But yeah, uh, outside of that, um, it wasn't it wasn't easy being a new romantic and trying to look like a band member from Duran Duran in a high school where everybody's oh, got concert T-shirts on for Jesus. Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd. You know, it's like first snowfall the, of the uh, season. The zipper like, pants were out. The zipper pants were out. And, oh, yes. And, yeah. Good old stitches. Every, you remember Sergio is doing yeah. the break dancing all the time. Yeah, and, of course. And, uh, of yeah, course. it just brings back so many memories. Uh, Lex, you want to ask the uh, final and last question uh, for Darren? Well, my, my last one for you is a very simple one, really. Um, I just want to say, find out what's been your favorite moment of doing the online courses. Uh, or the TikTok side of things, your favorite moment of doing all of that stuff. But also, what's been your biggest challenge since lockdown, uh, post lockdown, post COVID? What's been the biggest challenge in your industry right now? Um, the the online training uh, really boomed during the pandemic. Uh, because again, you had people scared shitless to go to gyms while well, gyms were closed or only letting 10 people in and stuff like that. So that really, I would say it peaked then. Um, it's a big challenge now because it's saturated. Every online trainer is doing the same thing. You see all their posts. It's like, I'm looking for five men and five women that are willing to change their lives and drop 20 pounds in the next four weeks. You know, it's that same shit. And because we all learn the same techniques to, you know, uh, for call to actions and stuff like that. Um, so the, the worst, actually worst part of the job is 
leads, getting leads as an online coach. Okay. It's, it's much easier when you're in a gym or when I had my studio, because if someone's coming to see you, there's a high probability that they're more than likely ready to invest. When you're talking to people online, you've got a bunch of tire kickers that are just looking for free tips and shit like that. They're not looking to invest in themselves. They will just suck the information out of you. And like I have, um, virtual assistants that work for me too. One from Philippines and one from Guatemala. Uh, because, whoops, Jesus, because they don't expect to get paid that much money. But, uh, but I treat them well, what am I saying? Anyways, uh, so they're in my DMs because I fucking hate it in there. I hate it. I can't stand talking to these people uh, until it gets to a point where it's like, okay, Darren, you need to come in now and kind of take over. But they just act like me. So they just swear and say bro and shit like that. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So many I'll tell times you right when now, I message you, I was talking to your virtual assistant. Yes, probably. <laughs> Especially to sound like Yoda every now and then. I'm like, dude, that's not good English. Okay. Like what the hell? You phrase a sentence all fucked. And um, so, so yeah, that, that can often be the case. And I'll tell you right now, any person that has any significant online following, um, they're going to have VAs in there because it's just, yeah. it's too much. Um, I could yeah. get literally some days to be th literally thousands of freaking messages and shit like that. Like it's just crazy. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that's, that's the biggest pain in the ass, um, finding good leads and, uh, you know, having even your book calls and shit, Zoom calls and that, having people show up for them. I had to start charging people because I'm like, fuck this shit. I'm not booking the call unless you pay up front and stuff like that. Um, but that's pretty much the worst part. Um, one of the best things, I guess, when I first uh, got on, and TikTok would be the one, Instagram and Facebook didn't really blow up for me that much, but, uh, but TikTok definitely did. And it was one of my first 200 followers was Gordon Ramsay. Uh, who I'd actually met before. And so that was really cool seeing him That's there cool. follow me. At that time, he was only following a couple hundred people. Now I think he follows thousands. Um, so there's been a few celebrities that uh, followed me, which was awesome. Um, and as well, uh, when I was really blowing up, it was when I had first come to Mexico. And uh, in Playa del Carmen, there's a street called Fifth Avenue. And it's a big, long, very touristy street, okay? And you'll get hundreds of thousands of people going up and down that street during the day. And I stand out. I'm older. I'm bald. I have a white fucking beard with some ginger racing stripes. Uh, au natural. And um, typically, if I'm feeling on point, I'm shirtless. Okay? If there's an opportunity to take a shirt off, I don't know what happened, but it's gone. And uh, when you're in a beach town, especially where there's tons of people walking around without a shirt, you don't even look like a douchebag. So it's perfect. Um, okay. You know, I wouldn't be doing that uh, walking downtown Toronto. That's douchebag level. Right no, there. that's true. That's true. But uh, if it's along the lakeshore or who knows, but anyways, yeah. um, but I would have people recognize me all the time. They're like, you're that guy from TikTok that swears and this, that, and whatever. I'm like, yep. So they come over, want to get pictures with me and shit like that from like, kids. I had whole families come to me and stuff, which was kind of crazy. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there'd be people taking videos and then I would see it on their TikTok, And I'm like, that fucker That's was cool. two tables from us and shit like that. But, yeah. um, but yeah, that, that part was kind of fun. And, uh, and the whole social media thing, making the posts and all that stuff was kind of fun in the beginning too. Now it's kind of work, uh, because everything just relates to that. Like I love training people online and helping them 
because with my app and shit, I can see everything they're doing in the gym, everything, the food that they eat and all that stuff. And um, that's always been a fun part of my job, just improving people's quality of life. And uh, but the having to be on social media all the time drives me kind of bonkers. And then it's like, oh, shit, yeah. the algorithms change. Now you got to do uh, landscape videos and you got to edit yeah, them this way. That. Yeah, I'm like, that. good Jesus. Yeah. Come on, man. Just keep yeah. it fucking simple. Yeah. So before we let you go, I want to ask uh, one final question. What has been your best or success story of a transformation from a person that came to you? What's been your best or successful hmm. story? Well, there's probably two. So there's one where she, she was average looking, average looking person. Well, maybe not average. Average is pretty shitty today. She, she had like maybe 20 pounds to lose or something. Right. Okay. And uh, as we were going through her transformation, like she had great genetics and her body was responding so well. And I was like, you know what, you should consider doing like fitness competitions and stuff, you know, just get up there with your rhinestone bikini and your heels and blah, blah, blah. And uh, so she went from never working out or anything like that within her first six months with me ended up competing, winning every show that she was in, earning her IFBB pro card uh, mm. all within her first year. And that's when they would give one out per year to uh, each category in the Canadian bodybuilding shit and whatnot. And, uh, and she got it in her first go and then ended up uh, dominating the bikini scene and the IFBB and stuff like that. So that was one success story from my I would always call my competitors and fitness models, my formula one division, you know, Honda okay. creates a lot of civics, but then they have formula one cars and that's where they learn all the really fine detail shit. So I'm taking people and making them insane, like with their body fat levels and shit like that. So she was one, but the one that really stands out the most was um, my female client who was five foot five at 495 pounds. Oh and yeah, she came wow. to me, she was 36 and she'd been on diets and shit since she was eight years old. And she came to me and barely able to walk into my studio, like massive, fucking massive. And um, over the course of a year, like in the beginning, all we could do is go here, take this medicine ball and walk 10 feet over there and then wow. sit down on the bench for a bit and then come That's back. Horrible. Yeah, totally. Um, six, she was dropping 20 to 30 pounds a month. Okay. And after a few months, uh, she got down to, I guess she was, well, she dropped her first hundred pounds, I think in four months and she was actually on a bicycle. I don't know what the hell this bicycle was made of. Cause she was still a solid freaking 395 or whatever. Right. But she's on a bicycle coming in. I'm like, Holy shit, Christine, what the fuck? You don't have to do cardio. She's like, I haven't been able to ride a bike since I was like seven. And she goes, so wow. just being able to do this, right? So in her first year with me, she lost over 200 pounds, working out three times a week, eating thousands of calories a day, okay? No weight loss surgery, no none of that shit. She had several promotions at work. Um, her family members even started paying for additional training for her because she was doing so well. It completely changed her life. And that's somebody who could have been dead within the next 10 years, but it gave her a new lease on life. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's those kind of things or a client that says, you know, um, my 10 year old daughter has been inspired by watching daddy change the way he eats and stuff. So she started to eat kind of the way I'm eating and my daughter lost 30 pounds 
And I'm thinking, fuck, your daughter shouldn't be 30 pounds overweight at that age, but whatever, at mm. least she lost that 30 pounds. You inspired her. So, you know, again, it's changing an individual's life and then it has a trickle down effect where, you know, it, they inspire other people in their lives. So, so yeah, it's great having people look amazing because it's so complex to get people super ripped up and stuff. And I can go, wow, look how great this person looks. Um, that's because of me. But the real reward is when you basically save somebody's life, you know, that's, uh, yeah. that's pretty huge because the doctors yeah. for decades haven't accomplished anything with them, you know, cause all they like to do is this, go get some of those, you know, yeah. doctors are more drug dealers than you. anything. Yeah. Exactly. So I was going to say as well, especially in the day, in the days now where, we don't. Well, there's not a negative stigma on people being overweight anymore. There's no. you have everyone is beautiful, no matter how big you are. No one cares. You know, don't be afraid of heart failure. Right? No. Be big and big and beautiful. And I, I think, yeah, I, I get what you mean. Where like, it's how rewarding it is, not just for you, but for them as well to <laughs> to come back into a healthy thing. I think, I think I do miss the time where people were judged for being too big. Yeah, I, think I mean, it, it's very dangerous. No, I I understand the whole body positivity shit to a reason, you know, to a, mm. to a certain level. It's like, love yourself. Yeah, that's great. But um, the way we're putting a morbidly obese woman on the cover of Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition, um, it's like, mm, no, no. Like, aside from the fact that the only people that find that attractive are twisted, sick perverts, um, because I guess they have a lot of sexual options there with the bigger the yeah. person is, I don't know. But, um, but yeah, we shouldn't be promoting that as like, this is okay. You know, it's one thing when I see an ad for clothing, Calvin Klein's got an obese model. It's like, well, they're trying to say, hey, we sell clothes for obese people too. You know, I can kind of yeah. see that, but there's no need to put an obese person on the cover of a freaking, uh, you know, Sports Illustrated uh, magazine or having them win in beauty competitions and shit. It's like, she, I'm sorry, she's not fucking beautiful. Okay, we don't all have to be beautiful. Some of us are allowed to look average or less than average. Yeah. We're not all tens out of ten, you know. Yeah. But that's the way the world is today. I did a post yesterday because I just came back from the beach and forget the fucking Caribbean sea. It was a sea of obesity. It was nothing but freaking cottage cheese and dimples and fucking no shame. You know, when they'd always talk about, oh, women have so much pressure to be thin. <sighs> the only pressure I saw was on swimsuits yesterday. And fucking, <laughs> there was no pressure on the people in them. They did not give a fuck, you know? I'm like, yeah, you shit. know what? Uh, and we always say this and we all know this. We live in a world that's very, very sensitive. And yeah. if you call somebody fat, you are now a, uh, you are now a bigot. You yeah. hate, you hate women. You're fat Or you hate men. Um, no, like I saw a woman on a podcast and she goes, what is wrong with me saying to another woman, you're fat? I'm not insulting her. I'm just saying you're fat. That's yeah. it. Yeah. But people are so sensitive about uh, about everything today. You can drop a dime and somebody's going to get fucking upset. Oh yeah. You know, well, you're and... seeing a, you're seeing a lot of these um big big lifestyle people now where it's like talking shit about um I shouldn't have to pay for two seats on a plane. It's like Look at well, this. I sh I shouldn't have half of my seat taken up by your fucking ass. You know, are you fucking kidding me? You shouldn't. It's like, oh, I'm sorry you don't fit into anything. Here's an idea. Eat less, you fat fuck. Like, what the fuck? 
You know, yeah. I remember I remember checking in at an airport and my carry-on luggage was over by five pounds. So they want to charge me a hundred bucks or something like that. Meanwhile, there's a family of four. The the skinniest one was a hundred pounds overweight. I'm like, how much are you fucking charging them for being too heavy? I go, like, what the fuck? I'm a buck 75, you know, and my bag is five pounds over. That whole family's 3,000 fucking pounds. And, you know, and but their luggage is okay, so they don't have to pay any extra. I go, what kind you of know, nonsense funny. is this? It's funny. I never, ever thought about that. Never, ever thought about Trust that. me. These are the fucked up things that go on in my head all the time. <laughs> you know, it's like I remember going through a revolving door one time into a hotel with a buddy of mine, and there's a woman coming out the other side. And we go through, he's like, geez, you see the weird hat on that woman? I go, the weird hat. I go, did you see the lazy eye, the gimpy fucking leg, the freaking way her belly looked like? I listed off 40 things. He's like, Jesus, dude. I go, look, that's my industry. I'm just constantly scanning people, looking for flaws. Yeah. But um, but yeah, no, it's 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 crazy that okay. we have to accommodate that. You know, like this person here, Trish, saying there's a plus size section for children's clothes. Um, I did a post where I'd seen, I did a, a duet, and it's this, grossly overweight little kid at Popeye's eating his chicken. And he's like, mm, Popeye's, whatever. And then I just come on. I'm like, this is fucking child abuse. Way to go, parents. Way to go. And the amount of comments that I had where people are like, what, what do you mean? What's child abuse? He's just eating. Let him eat his chicken. I'm like, listen, idiot. I'm not fucking there taking the chicken out of his mouth. I'm pretty sure he ate his fucking chicken. And he's not hearing me going, look at this fucking obese kid. I go, his parents are killing him. I go, he is going to grow up to be a morbidly obese man who's going to have 10, 20 years stripped off his life. His whole time while growing up, he's going to have yeast infections in his folds and be really uncomfortable and shit. They're like, he'll grow out of it. It's like, he will not grow out of it. They don't. It's not like back in the eighties when you had some husky genes, you know, but you're going to grow out of the shit. It's like, no, this is a whole other level. Okay. This is someone who has, um, his, his mentors in his life, his parents, hundred percent, they're the same size and they're just passing on their habits. Like when people are like, Oh, it's genetics. My whole family's big. It was like, you're fucking oh. genetics. <laughs> There's no one's got obesity. How come no one in fucking Ethiopia has obesity genetics in their family? You don't see, <laughs> you don't see eight kids in a mud hole. They're all fucking emaciated. Then there's one 300 pound kid there. And they're like, wow, I wish I had his fucking genes. You know, like can they're you, all fucking you, skinny. Can like, you just Im- imagine like the give aid advert and they're like showing you all the starving people and then you see the 300 pound one? You're like, I'm not giving him any. <laughs> no, exactly. It's like that's where all the aid went. That's where all the money from fucking uh, the 80s went. Went to that kid, fat prick. No, but uh, but yeah, it's like it's not your, not your genes weren't handed down, your habits oh. were. You yeah. eat donuts for breakfast and you drink chocolate milk. You're 45 and you drink chocolate milk like a three-year-old for fuck's sakes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, th- wow. I think the problem resolves itself in the future. I think at some point, not too far off, I don't think from now, to be honest, you will, we'll have the, the, the supersized celebrities that will probably die young. Uh, Lizzo oh, is probably one of them. And yeah. I think when that happens, then I think we'll see the shift in society again. I think not until something important, a big important person dies, but will the society make a change? One my, obviously- yeah, one of my favorite actors, you know, died very young, and that was John Candy. Oh yeah, yeah. And he was a large, large man. man. Yeah. And you know what kills me about that? His father died the same way. Mm. 
His father was a very, very large man as well and died of a massive heart attack, yeah. as did John Candy. And the interesting about that is my cousin used to babysit John Candy's kids. Oh, okay, and, crazy. Uh, but he was – same thing with Chris Farley. Chris Farley, but I think yeah. his I think Chris Farley's was more of a drug problem, not necessarily obese Well, I'm problem. sure if he was in so, shape, the drugs probably yeah. wouldn't have had the same effect on him. Yeah. You yeah, see, true. I mean, like so. your body is just when you're obese like that. I mean, we see what's going on on the outside, but you don't see that your your liver's like foie gras and, you know, your heart and everything is just riddled with fat. Your lungs don't have room to expand properly and shit like that's all that visceral fat inside that's fucking with everything. And that's why most of the people, too, during COVID that uh, died, a very high percentage of them were obese people because their bodies are struggling just to fucking survive. And then you put something else on the table and it's like gone. Um, so, uh, so yeah. And there's, but, but see, we've got that uh, fucking singer or rapper Lizzo or whatever, yeah. the big fucking black chick who dresses like in freaking G strings and shit on stage. Like what the fuck? Like, I just don't understand. Like I've never listened to her music. It could be awesome, but I saw a thing of her in, it's she's getting into, okay. She was getting into a golf cart or something behind the scenes and the fucking golf cart nearly flipped over just cause she sat in the thing. It's like, at what point is enough enough? Like, already your shadow can't even be distinguished as a human body it's like what is that a grizzly bear i don't know what i'm looking at there it's fucking a hippo on its side what is that it's like no it's a fucking grown woman standing there but uh but yeah it's um it's crazyville it's just crazyville that we're making this lifestyle uh you know acceptable but doctors are doing it too because they're like no matter how much diet and exercise you're not going to get rid of that you know, it's, uh, it's a disease, you know, obesity is a disease. It's like, yeah, it's uh, not a disease. It's a lifestyle choice. And if it is the yeah. disease, then I'm the fucking cure, you know, but, uh, <laughs> well, but well no, said. It's, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. Well said. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well said. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming on today's show. I really, really appreciate it. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun and, you know, I have to be honest when, when a lot of times when you were talking, obviously I was listening to what you're saying, but it's just, I thought back to the high school days and, and the way we spoke about people back in those days as oh, well. Imagine. And, and uh, it was funny, but again, I want to thank you so much for coming on today's show. Lex. Yep. I just want to say, first of all, I want to say how fun, great you look on, like you look more jacked here than you do on your TikTok, dude. Like I didn't <laughs> think it was in here. Um, <laughs> But I want to say it was an absolute pleasure talking to you. I followed your page today as well. I'm going to keep keep up today with that. Like, like I said, it was a. I'm not in the best shape. Uh, I do think listening to you is someone that could motivate me to try and get better. So, uh, I want to thank you for coming on, sharing your time with us, and, and no talking to us uh, and talking to us honestly as well. I think. We, we I lied through the entire thing, just so you know. That's that's uh, the yeah. only honest thing I've said today. You can take the strap. <laughs> you can take the strap off now. And let it all out. Come on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so. Yeah, and thanks, thanks, uh, thanks, Lex. Uh, before we let you go, yep, let people know where they can follow follow you and where they can find you. Okay, so you could probably even just Google me, um, Darren Robinson, Darren D A R R I N, just like it says right there on the screen, Darren with an yeah. I, um, and uh, or even go to my website, DarrenRobinson.com. You'll find links to my socials and shit there. Um, I don't even know the names of my fucking socials, to be honest. Darren Robinson, F O four O's. I, I don't know. There's all these acronyms and shit like there that. We go. Um, but uh, there we go. There he is. Look at that sexy bitch. 
<laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, go to the website, you find links from there. Um, again, if you're interested in getting shape in a very sustainable way, definitely contact me, uh, and I can show you how easy it actually is, uh, when you do things properly, uh, very minimal impact on your life and all that shit. But, uh, but other than that, if you want to go on my social media and talk shit, by all means, let's go. <laughs> Fantastic. I know I don't. Okay. No, I don't. And uh, I think I, I'd like to see you and Lex go a, a little bit at it. I think uh, I think that would be fun to see. <laughs> okay. Because well, Lex uh, is exactly like you, Darren. Perfect. Exactly like you. He's got no filter, which is great. Yes. I, I love it. Filters I'm also I'm also not I'm not scared of being cancelled by anybody. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. No. No. In a way, it would be a, a, like a great weight would be lifted if you were cancelled. It's like fuck. Finally. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Why did it take so long? God. Thanks, Darren. Okay, yeah. you have a great rest of the day. And again, thank you so much for being on our show. Okay. All right, brother. We'll definitely talk soon, buddy. Okay. Take care. Okay, ciao. Take care. Wow, that was that was fantastic. That was uh, that was a lot of fun. And and honestly, it was different. And uh, you know, to be perfectly honest, I was I don't know about you, Lex, but I was a little nervous. I was I was definitely spectrum. I that? was like, I was like, I was nervous. I was like, I don't know how to frame a question. To someone in this thing, like, because I don't want to say the wrong thing, like, uh, like I don't, I don't know if he's gonna get, in, if would he be in trouble if I mentioned the Bozzy Bo positivity movement, like, would that end it? You know what I mean? Yeah. I know what I can get away with asking in the paranormal, so I was a little bit nervous about that, but I think the more we got through it, um, and it was great having him as the first guest of the new format because okay, he's yeah. obviously, as you saw, he's so easy and great to talk to. Yeah. Um, so that made that made it more a, a bit easier for us to go through. But no, it was, it was definitely kill it, kicking myself at the beginning. Like I hope we're ready for this. I don't know if we're going to be able to do this. So I yeah. enjoyed it. Well, I I will say that I do have a couple of other pages that I don't commonly uh, shout out all the time, but they were they are health pages. So I did put them on that those pages as well. So um, yeah, let's uh, let's hope uh, it gets seen. And again. Uh, his uh, his links are in the, the description below. I put his Facebook and I put his TikTok. So just click on that link and it'll take you right over there. And let's let's get him to seven hundred thousand. He's at six ninety five. Let's get him at seven hundred. Yeah, let's get him to seven hundred. I'd like to I'm see that. I'm gonna check this on the next show and see if he gets there. So if you guys do your thing on the replays, you need to go onto this TikTok page when it focuses. Give him a follow and try and get him to 700,000. If we can help him do that, that'd be phenomenal. Yeah, that would be awesome. But uh, any any last words you want to say before we go? Uh, no, just again, it was great to see you. It's great to be back. And I'm, I'm very happy with the, the way the show went today. And obviously, it was a pleasure speaking to, to Darren. So I'm looking forward to seeing the next, uh, to the next one. And yeah. thank you guys for coming in. And, and thank you for some of the questions in there as well. I know Trish and... Uh, Trish mentioned some stuff. We also had Nicole, Nicole as well, which was and great. And we had some stuff at the beginning from Matt and uh, Raymond. Oh, and, 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 yeah. and boys, AJ, Raymond, Matt. Yeah, I'm glad I'm back too. I missed you. And uh, I'm sorry I didn't message any of you guys when I was taking my breather, but I'm back now, boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back in full swing and ready to... How long? How long? How long what? Are you – how long? Like another year and then you'll disappear for another year? I don't know. We'll have to, sit, we'll have to wait possible? and see what happens in it. Uh, 
Next month. <laughs> okay. That okay, depends, every... right? It depends if I get upset with you again and leave. Oh, stop it. Don't start that <laughs> shit. You know, the problem with saying that is people fucking believe it. I don't, I can't wait for that to be out. Someone will put it out of context. Like, right. Lex admitted it. Yeah. But no, I didn't. <laughs> and just to let you know, there is going to be a little bit more swearing. I'm not going to, we're not going to be so prim and proper. No, we're we gonna, don't give a shit anymore. No, well, I, usually I am, and you're the one that goes off handle. But I'm oh, usually yeah, the one that's gonna. I'm not gonna do that anymore. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do say me. how it is. I'm Enjoy gonna do it. me. So if I'm if I feel something, I'm gonna say it, and it's no holding back anymore. Exactly. <gasps> yeah. See, I told you, Darren's motivated. You see that we feel strong. See that we yeah. feel strong. <laughs> well, also because I tend to eat properly, and I also go to the gym. Oh, That's... I don't. I'm I'm still yeah. on that Dr Pepper membership, apparently. So, yeah. How is your Dr Pepper? I don't drink the bottles anymore. I now Good buy the I, I buy the big box of cans, and every now and then I have a can, but I don't have them every day anymore. That's good. So... Now Darren's still in the back there, and I want you to hear this, Darren. Okay, I want you to hear this. This oh. guy used to drink. Two liters of Dr. Pepper a day. And yet I'm not fat yet. He's so shaking I'm just bit, his head. I'm, He's I'm shaking. a bit can you see him? I know. You... I know I can't see him, but I can imagine. <laughs> two I, I know. A day. I know. And then, and then on top of that, now, so. and then on top of that, the smoking. Yeah, I still do that. But yeah, yeah got to cut what one else thing out. Is... And there was other things that you used to drink too as well. Uh, Red Bull and energy drinks. Right. I used to drink like two or three cans of Monster a day as well. Like, like it was he's bad. Thirty-one, but I guarantee if he had a stress test or those <laughs> tests along those lines, his heart would probably be about seventy-five. Yeah, it was rough. I'm better now. I have one cup of coffee in the morning. That's it. Um, I have a tea before I go to bed, but during the day I drink water. So I'm getting a lot better. See, I don't drink co- I don't drink coffee and I don't drink tea. I don't oh, like see. either. Tea because I'm English has to be done. I'm English. Yeah. Coffee to wake me up. Oh, that's bullshit. What? That's that's bullshit. I drink tea because I'm English. Yeah, that's it. Tea and crumpets, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, everyone. Everybody have a. Everybody have. I want to come out with a new line instead of just saying "Have a fantastic week." Everybody have a have a shitty week. And we'll Everybody, see you back here Jesus. on Tuesday. Everybody have a fantastic <laughs> week, Mister. <laughs> Everybody have a fantastic week. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm probably going to get some shit for that. You know that, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everyone. We'll see you next week. Stay safe. Bye.